I'm very grateful uh, to our children today and to Michelle and to our team here who uh, ensured that I could be dad for the first few moments of worship as I'm coming from uh, the children's musical at Apex United Methodist Church that was at 9.30 um, and uh, finished at 10.30 as I scurried my way over. Uh, so, and I'm grateful that the roads weren't too bad <laughs> to, to make it in time. And I know a few people were probably sweating like they might have to preach. Um, but no fear. I heard Jesus loves me, and I said, well, i got a few minutes. We'll be okay. So um, this morning uh, is often called in, in, in our lectionary Good Shepherd Sunday, and we heard Psalm 23 read. That is always the psalm appointed for this day of Easter, and John 10 is often read in sections, and today John 10, 1 through 10 is, is our gospel text, um, and I just invite us to hear about the safety of the shepherd today. Hear these words from John 10. Jesus says, I assure you that whoever doesn't enter into the sheep pen through the gate, but climbs over the wall is a thief and an outlaw. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The guard of the gate opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all of his sheep, he goes before them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but will run away because they know the stranger's voice. Those who heard Jesus use this analogy didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus spoke again, I assure you that I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As a people of the book, we Christians have an interesting relationship with metaphors and images. When we are a part of this Christian story, we are comfortable with stories about being in the wilderness and the desert for 40 years even if all we've ever done is camp one night outside of our car at the state park. We're accustomed to all these kind of stories about farming, seeds that fall along the path or in the thorny soil, fig trees that don't bloom when Jesus curses them, vineyards, and the activity of vines. And many of us might not actually have real-life experience with many of these metaphors but they become a part of our story. They become important about how we understand that how God works in the world. We need these images and stories because our imaginations need to be remade in God's world. So this teaching of Jesus today is not really about how to be a sheep. No. The teaching about Jesus that, from Jesus is about how good the shepherd is. So what do we learn about the shepherd 
in this passage? Well, the first thing we learn is that the shepherd enters through the gate. I think what this means for us is that the shepherd is trustworthy. There is something in this passage early on about shepherd impersonators and thieves, ones who are going to try to get in, not by the gate. They're going to hop the fence or try to get over and steal some sheep or hurt some sheep. But the shepherd is always allowed to go to the sheep because the sheep belong to the shepherd and the shepherd belongs to the sheep. God, our shepherd, can always always be trusted. And that is such an incredible comfort. The second thing we learn about the good shepherd is that his voice is distinct. His voice is distinct. The sheep know the voice of their shepherd. I love this notion that the sheep that the shepherd has a particular voice. Earlier this week during my Bible study, we we had a new member there. Ron was there with us, and, and I'm going to credit him where he heard it from somewhere else. And, and he, he talked about this notion that the shepherd, the shepherd actually calls out real-life sheep not because they know, like, hey, that's George's voice over there, or that's Fred's voice, and I know which shepherd. No, it's because they have a particular, like, vocalization they make. They might, like, nonsense words and stuff like that, you know? And, and so when they make that vocalization, then the sheep know that that's the shepherd and that they can trust and follow the shepherd. Friends, when our good shepherd calls, we know it. Lots of other voices Lots of other voices are calling for the sheep's attention. But the good shepherd's voice gets our attention, draws us in, and we, and we know that we can follow this shepherd. The good shepherd then also leads the sheep together. Sheep, right, are, are herded animals, right? And, and the shepherd keeps us safe by leading us together. The sheep are kept safe only when they are together together. And all throughout scripture, we have this image that the shepherd gathers all of the sheep together. One of my favorite texts is when Jesus talks about how the shepherd will leave the 99 to go and find the one. He will leave all because he wants every single one to be counted. Now, when Jesus is speaking about the good shepherd here, this is not like the first time that the people of Israel or anyone in that culture would have heard images about sheep and a shepherd. One of the most familiar to them, and what I think Jesus is probably riffing on in this teaching, is from Ezekiel 34. And while Ezekiel the prophet is speaking to those in exile, he first of all goes after the false shepherds of Israel who have done a really bad job taking care of the sheep. But then in verse 11... I want you to hear, I want you to hear what Ezekiel has God saying about the shepherd. The Lord God proclaims, I myself will search for my flock and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out the flock when some in the flock have scattered, so will I seek out my flock. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered during the time of clouds and thick darkness. 
I will gather and lead them out from the countries and peoples, and I will bring them to their own fertile land. I will feed them on Israel's highlands, along the riverbeds, and in all the inhabited places. I will feed them in good pasture, and their sheepfold will be there on Israel's lofty highlands. On Israel's highlands, they will lie down in a secure fold and feed on green pastures. I myself will feed my flock and make them lie down. This is what the Lord God says. I will seek out the lost, bring back the strays, bind up the wounded, and strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy because I will tend my sheep with justice. Jesus knows this passage from Ezekiel. And he is embodying it as the good shepherd. You see, God was against Israel's leaders in this passage in Ezekiel. They're shepherds who were taking advantage of things for themselves. And God comes in to be Israel's shepherd, who will, as the text says, seek out the lost, bring back the strays, bind up the wounded, and strengthen the weak. The shepherd leads the sheep together and keeps us safe. The text also says then that the shepherd gives life. The shepherd gives life. Jesus talks, he says, the thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they might have life indeed, so that they could have life to the fullest. Life in this passage is set up as the opposite of being, of being stolen, killed, or destroyed. And there is a quantity indeed of eternal life. That's usually what we think of when we think about eternal life. It lasts forever. But there's also a quality of eternal life that Jesus is describing. Life abundantly. Life to the fullest. And there is no limit to this gift of life that the good shepherd offers. The shepherd, back in Israel's day, had a practice where they would lay across the entrance to the sheep pen to protect the sheep. In that way, they were protecting the sheep, who were kind of dumb sometimes, from getting out, and also protecting anything else from getting in, predators, thieves, anything like that. Because when they would sleep, they would literally sleep across the entrance to the pen. Friends, Jesus is trustworthy. Jesus calls us particularly. Jesus leads us and keeps us safe. And Jesus gives us life. I need that reminder today. I don't know about you. Sometimes I feel bewildered, lied to, or swindled. And like life is being taken lightly or disregarded or even unsafe. And I don't think the comparison of us to sheep is completely wrong, but I'm so thankful and so grateful for this good shepherd. Psalm 95 is another place where this imagery of the shepherd shines through. And if you start thinking about those places where you have heard sheep and shepherd language in scripture, they start popping out to you. And this last line of verse seven in that psalm started resonating in my heart as I was thinking through it this week. It just simply says, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, 
and the sheep of his hand. We often know those couple lines. The final, ver- final line of that verse says, Oh, that today you would listen to his voice. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would listen to his voice. Oh, that today we might listen to his voice. Let us pray.